Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, as we say hi and welcome you in. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Week three, college football. We start creeping towards that in conference play. We say, what's up? Hi, how are you? Michael Lombardi, hey, I can hear you. They told me some signal issues, but you came through crystal clear, man. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I am wonderful, Patrick. I mean, look, it's could there be a better time? We got great college games today. Got great pro games tomorrow. I mean, great weekend ahead of us, huh? We're going to go to the swamp, obviously, Bama. In t- can you believe yeah. doubles on the road? Well, I guess you can believe it with the way Alabama started the season. And then we're going to go to the Valley. Hopefully it's happy. They're going to have a whiteout up at... We are Penn State for the first time in like two years. Auburn in town, it just means more. You know, the SEC, Michael, Auburn in town to take on Penn State. That's a huge game. Yeah, remember, whiteouts are just 4-2 and under the James Franklin administration. So, you know, it doesn't automatically mean a Penn State win, but it is going to be a festive, festive atmosphere at State College, which is uh, a nightmare when trying to get in and out when 100,000 people show up at that stadium. But it'll be fun. It is going to be a fun game. Going to do the barbecue in the backyard today, Patrick. My man Berman and I are going to watch the game on the outside TV. <laughs> Grow a little steaks on the grill. Why not? If not now, when, Patrick? I mean, if that's really the, that's really what. If not now, when? That's the question. And eventually, by the end of the football season, we're going to find out which philosopher actually said, if not now, when? <laughs> I, believe- I know who said it. My man, Frank Novak. He used to be the running back coach at, uh, at, the, Houston, at the Houston Oilers. He's a uh, great, great human being. Uh, and he, he often would say that to me whenever I would run into him. And so he, if not now, when it was either Plato or Millie, one of the two philosophers <laughs> as, as we get you going. And you mentioned the spread. I'm sure the spread's going to be lit there with Berman today, uh, a new segment, which we're going to be unveiling here coming up in just a little bit. What's the spread where we try to figure out what you're eating on a college football Saturday. We've got a picture to support it coming up in just a bit. Berman sent me like 50 pictures. Uh, yes, dude, this guy, I mean, he's basically guy Ferrari. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, no, I think he did. Yeah, Thank you. no. And, and you know, he was the, he was the impetus behind the outdoor kitchen. I mean, Millie, you know, Millie wants to take credit for building the kitchen, but Berman wants to take all the credit for the idea. So we shall see. We shall see Michael Lombardi. I mentioned the top 25 matchup. So you got Bama headed to the swamp to take on 11 Florida. You've got 22 Auburn, 2 and 0, obviously taking on Penn State there, Happy Valley with the whiteout. Arizona State and BYU, another whiteout tonight. It's going to be a good game as well. Sneaky, Sneaky good game with. BYU beating their rival Utah last last week. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a sneaky good game. And the way Hall, the, the quarterback from uh, from BYU, is running around with the football. And I'll tell you another one to keep an eye on: Fresno State, UCLA. Yes, sir, Fresno State's don't, a good football don't, team. Don't fall asleep on that Fresno State Bulldogs because they are a good football team. And UCLA has been listening to all the praise for two weeks about their program being back. And I, I you know, Fresno State's not an easy out. Just ask Oregon. 
Got some action today too, my man. The big guys. Oh, kind of love. Is the Mac? Is the Mac just giving us a bunch of games today? Central Florida's down in Baton Rouge. Fire I mean, up we'll chips. Carl's. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what Western Michigan's at Pitt. I mean, we got some good games. We do have some good games, and we're going to head to the basement coming up in a little bit here. Lombardi will go bottom 10. You can make money. Why don't you explain your philosophy there as we go to the basement? Well, I think sometimes when you look at these really bad programs, uh, bad teams, I should say, they're maybe not so bad programs, teams that just, I don't think the book can get the line correct on them. I think they want to make the spread a certain point, but they've got to make it so they get two-way action. And I think sometimes you could take advantage of it. Now, last week, you know, I, last week UNLV didn't was able to cover the spread against San, uh, Arizona State. Arizona State's got the big game this week against BYU. Maybe they were looking ahead. Maybe they were working on some different things. But I think when you have an opportunity to take advantage of, sometimes the number just isn't correct, especially when teams are bad. It's hard to measure how bad. You know, how bad is the team? How bad is UTEP? How bad is New Mexico State? How bad is UMass? How bad is UConn? How bad is Akron? And those are the bottom teams, and then you could look at the line. Some of these games that are bottom 10 don't have lines against uh, lines with them. That's how the book just says we can't make a line for that game. You know, it's funny because you just mentioned Akron, or as you say, Akron. Uh, so Auburn had two layups to start the season They had Akron yeah. and Alabama state. So again, we got to keep that in mind as we take a, a, take a look, the look ahead line back in may, just, just to focus on this game. Happy Valley for a second, Michael Auburn, Penn state two and oh, both of them, obviously two, an impressive win Penn state on the road at Wisconsin, where the defense was awesome, especially against the run look ahead. Number here back in may was Penn state lane three and a half. This number opened six and a half, seven ish now, and it's come back just a tick. Carson's team being bet there in Happy Valley, right around six-ish, five and a half, six-ish now. Right, because I don't think we really know what Harden's, what, what his team can do in the passing game. What is Bo Nix going to do in this atmosphere? Now, look, he's played in, obviously, big games in the Southeast Conference under the Gus Malzahn offense. Good, great call by Josh Applebaum. But Josh Applebaum, just get it, you know, he was 2-0 and yesterday. Great job with his picks. He had, he loved the... Uh, he loved uh, both dogs last yesterday. night. Yeah, both dogs. And he, and, he, and he loved Illinois. Illinois, I mean, Illinois has got to kick themselves for losing that game. Penalty, got called back. I mean, give Maryland credit for hanging in there and being able to stay within the moment and not letting some of the events that happened in the game get to them. But that's, that's a horse of another color. I, I think we don't know really what Bo Nix and this offense can do. We know Boise could throw the football. When, when he was in, when he was there, what will Bo Nix do when he has a legitimate passing game to help him? And I think we're going to find out how good is the secondary for Penn State. I think that's going to be the challenge. Where is Penn State athletically on the back end? Where are they in terms of can they defend the passing game? I think that's going to be the key component. And it, can Sean Clifford do the things that he needs to do in the passing game? We know they have skill players at Penn State. We know that they're really a talented team. This is a great moment for Penn State to really electrify their program. And if James Franklin has any eyes on USC, and I would say he probably does, why wouldn't he? This would be a great national moment to show the fans of Southern California he could be personally in play. Franklin Shady, he may be standing on the sideline with a surfboard. 
because I mean, he, <laughs> <laughs> you like that one. He is, he's the type of dude. I don't want to get into the past Vandy and what's happened at Penn state with Franklin, but he was asked about the USC job, which is a better job than Penn state. No offense. He was asked about the USC job and he said no comment essentially, but he's going to have Michael Lombardi's boogie board out there today to let USC know he's interested. He'll have the shades on, even though it's at night. Now you mentioned Bo Nix and we've seen that number come down a tick. It's now Penn state lane five total 52 and a half. Bo Nix is a different player at home than he is on the road. You go Jordan Hare now, you get on the road. More picks than touchdowns on the road for Knicks. He completes about 54% of his passes. Here's what we're going to be looking at with Auburn. It's Bigsby and Hunter. The two running backs, they've been running the ball. Both of them ran over 100 yards in their first two. Of course, I mentioned layups against Akron and Alabama State. But Harson and that Auburn team is going to want to control, slow down the game, run the football against this Penn State team. Now, I will say... Penn State's D was awesome against Wisconsin, just 3.7 yards per play given up and just 10 points. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, look, all those numbers on Bo Nix on the road come with when Uncle Gussie's offense. And I, <laughs> I think you got to, you know, I think you got to take, I don't want to keep throwing, ro- rolling the bus over Uncle Gussie's passing game, but I'll keep rolling the bus over Uncle yes, Gussie's passing game. It was horrible. It's horrible. He doesn't have a passing game. It's a high school passing game. And so I think Bo Nix is going to hopefully benefit from, from this opportunity to show that he can throw the football. You know, with Harson's offense and them to, to spread it out, I think this is going to be the challenge for Penn State. And Penn State is going to have to handle some of these. Look, the receivers, whether it's Robertson, whether it's Jackson, whether it's Capers at Auburn, they're going to have to prove that they can cover it. Look, here's what I will say. Last year, Anthony Schwartz at Auburn was dynamic. Right? He goes and plays in his first game for the Cleveland Browns, and he's a featured player for the Browns. They think he's Tyreek Hill. Now, we couldn't even find him on the Auburn campus, you know, because <laughs> when Gussie was running the offense, he was, he, was witness, he was in the witness protection program. I mean, here's a guy who's got world-class speed, and he didn't really know how to use him. I think Harson does know how to use talented players in the skill area. I think you're right. We'll get to the early kickoffs as well. Michigan State, Miami. Uh, opening it up down in Miami, coming up in... Everybody's on Michigan State, Patrick. Nobody's given my, Manny Diaz's ball club any love here, are it's they? It's Manny I mean, Diaz, Wes, Michael. Russ Reynolds, Russ Reynolds has Miami. He's all over Miami. I don't think he's buying the, the, the Mel Tucker uh, love fest that's going on. I mean, when has Michigan State gained 500 yards in the last two games? I mean, think about it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Peyton Thorne's been really good. Uh, and the running back that transferred from Wake's been tremendous. You see the number right there, Michigan State. Oh, that back is good. If he stayed at Wake, Wake would, I mean, Wake's a good team. Had that kid stayed at Wake, and I don't know why. Kenneth and Clawson still, yeah. I mean, in, and, and Clawson has been praising him. I mean, it isn't like they left on bad terms. It's just that he left. Yeah, Kenneth Walker, you mentioned it, the third. Uh, a tra- in a veteran offensive line there with Michigan State. Mel Tucker might have a team now, and Miami's going to be without Smith, their leading tackler, in the middle of that defense, the linebacker. So we shall see. Yeah, and they've I'm, been tepid at I best mean, on but offense. But King, I, I still like King. I think King will rally. I really do. Now, look, I know Appalachian State game was a, was a, was a kind of a – it was a win, but it wasn't a win for Miami. But I don't want to go – Derek King sometimes will, will show up. Not sometimes. He does show up. I, I, I wouldn't rule him out. Did you wear your scarf to the Borgata today? I, got, I came outside here even in Vegas. It was only in the like low 80s. There was a little nip in the air. It feels like I'm. It feels like college football weather here. I'm telling you, it oh feels my God. good. No, it's hot. And, it's hot and humid here. 
And then, you know, I don't want to step on your toes, but weather Thank will you. impact some of these games. I, well, I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> even Brian Rogers showed up today. He's in the office. Uh, I saw him in the office uh, today. It's very nice of him. How'd I you see him? Yeah. How'd you see him? I saw him. I see him when I see my man. So I'm creeping. When I see, when I, when I see James Bond down there in the corner. <laughs> James Bond. New producer, who dis? He's uh, he's tripping right now. We'll get him settled. Uh, football season is yeah. ready to go. BetMGM Nevada um, or Nevada, whatever one works for you. Uh, MGM Casino. It's the king of sports books. You know it. You love it. Uh, visit any MGM Casino on the Strip. Bring in that state-issued ID. You're going to be ready within minutes. Just go to BetMGM.com or download the app. Just getting started here. What's the spread? And what's your spread? We'll find out coming up next here on a Saturday edition. Week three college football's Lombardi line. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet Jeff Siegel's been killing it. Make sure you bet these plays Churchill Downs. Race 8, he likes the four horse. On the one sand twos. Yes, I said it. 5 to 2 on the morning line. Again, he likes in race 9, the six horse Stellar Tap. Must be a tap it horse. Uh at 3 to 1 on the morning line. So again, Jeff Siegel, you can check out all the picks. First bet it's the preferred betting app of VSIN. Right now, First Bet has a special offer for new customers. Get an instant $10 free uh, upon signing up for every $1,000 wagered. Again, for all the information when it comes to the horses and Jeff Siegel and Express Bet, go to vsin.com slash horses. Use the promo code Vegas1000 as we welcome you back here. I hope you're having a great Saturday as we head into week three college football. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. The big guy, Michael Lombardi, hanging out there at the Borgata set the scene for me. We're going to set the scene. We're going to set the table here with what's the spread in a second, but to set the scene at the Borgata, did Berman come with you today? No, no, he's got, uh, you know, he's got to monitor other traffic going on, you know, and then he's got to make sure we get the outdoor TV set up. So it's a, you know, a lot on his plate. Yes, today. I understand. He can't do everything, you know, I apologize. and produce the show. I know, I know Steven's here to help produce the show, but really we all know that the, you know, the man behind the scenes. So, no, it's it's quiet so far in here, but I'd ask Thomas. It's sold out in here for today. It'll get lively around noon because you know we, it, it's a slow moving crowd, but the windows got some serious action. He said it was a great game on Thursday night. A lot of Giant fans were in here. A lot of people played the Giants. That line went up to three, went up to four, and it cost him a little bit of money here in the book. Yeah, we gave you two outright. Win- we gave you the winners last night. You mentioned Josh with the dogs last night. Illinois should have won that game straight up. They were catching yeah, seven at home. Should've. I think it went off six and a half, actually. And then your boy Gussie with Louisville, the pick six to win it against UCF. That is such a Gus loss. I can't. It's like such a perfect. Gussie. You know, he just at some point, the guy's going to have to say, help me with my passing game, please. Somebody help me with my protections. Help me with my passing game, please. Please. Can I get some help here? I mean, like, really, can I get a little help over here? Yes, sir. Now, you're a big food guy. Everybody knows this. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do on Saturdays. All fat guys are food guys. Nobody said fat. You called yourself fat, maybe a little rotund, but no, I'm just playing. <laughs> let's, throw, let's, throw, let's throw it up there and tell me what you're seeing. Okay, throw it up, fellas, Mr. Bond. There it is. Oh, now, this that, is that, this yeah. looks like a Berman specialty. We're going to ask you, what's your spread and what's the spread? Send uh, right, the pictures so that, at that, Beeson that, Live. 
That is a, that's going to be today right there. That, that's going to, we're going to duplicate that one right there today. That's the steak day. That's when we throw some steaks on the grill. That's some, uh, some well-aged, uh, well-aged prime, you know, going to put a couple of those on the grill. All those couchements that you see there made by Anissa <laughs> There's Millie. so much flair in that picture. That is so bougie. That is so uh, Ocean City, uh, look, New Jersey. I'm telling you, Patrick, you, you got to understand, we've got some gourmet chefs in this house. Between uh, Millie and Anissa, it's pretty good. It, you know, you don't become fat in this house because you're just eating bad food. We're not eating processed food. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the difference between Lombardi and myself is when I go to the grocery store, I go to the prepackaged meats, and you go straight to the butcher. I'm intimidated by that person you go straight to the butcher we got a steak guy i got a steak guy Patrick. of course you've got, you've got a, steak a steak guy, guy. Everybody, everybody knows it guy. yes everybody knows it so what's the spread send your pictures in at vston live berman working on the spread there for a college football saturday okay why don't we start with and it is it's fascinating the look ahead number bama uh again in the swamp at florida the look ahead number was 11 we're sitting right now as we take a look. Berman checking in. He says that's beautiful. Yeah, Bill, you made it. So you're giving yeah. yourself credit. But the number right now, 14 and a half. This got as high as 15. Again, look ahead back in May 11. Based on how these two teams have played through weeks one and two, the number 14-ish up to 14 and a half, a total of 60 and a half. This is going to be fascinating. Remember, these two teams met in the SEC championship game in Atlanta. 16-point dogs, the game. They played well, 56-46 loss. Yeah, I mean, two of the last three games have favored the dog here. I mean, so, and I think this is really going to come down to what we see out of the Florida offense, and does Florida go with Anthony Richardson, the freshman quarterback out of Gainesville, or do they stay with Emory Jones? I think that's going to be the real question mark. And you know, what does Mullen do? How does he handle that? Look, defensively, when you look at Florida's team defensively, they're loaded with a bunch of upperclassmen. I mean, you know, the, only the one corner is a freshman, uh, Avery Helms. So this is a team that's poised and ready to play. We have not seen... We have not seen Alabama. Nick was complaining this week about them being a, reading the press clippings and looking at the Mercer win and really yes. not getting their focus and all that. We shall see how they respond. But to me... I think the unsettling at quarterback for Florida and this Richardson kid is a great, is a runner. Yes. He's big, he's physical. He could, I mean, it depends on what Mullen does. He, now he's been playing both of them. We'll see what happens today. So you mentioned Anthony Richardson, who's dynamic. Now, Emory Jones was the first big get for Dan Mullen when he got there to Florida. So he's kind of got this affinity for him. Anthony Richardson's the guy. Now he's dealing with a hamstring, but he's electric. Basically he's come in off the bench the last two you see the numbers I, I mean he well those are the numbers as far as Bryce Young and Emory Jones Anthony Richardson wait till you see this kid for Florida under center he's dynamic on the other side Bryce Young seven touchdowns through two games he's been everything and more that he's been hyped up to be yeah and I think what you're going to see is Bill O'Brien understanding how to deal with Todd Grantham and the Florida blitz the way the package is at Florida and how he attacks them you know, and I think that ultimately this will be Bryce Young's first challenge to see multiple looks, multiple fronts, and have to deal with it. And how Billy O'Brien puts him in a situation to have some success in those areas. This is a big moment for him. To go into the swamp, it's not easy now. You know, and Bryce Young was talented, but they played Miami in Atlanta. 
you know, and Mercer doesn't count. So this is going to be a little bit different. And Grantham, I'll say this about Grantham, there's always two or three calls that always bother me during a game when he makes them. <laughs> he takes They're risks, always. man. He always takes risks. All, he, he sometimes, I think, if he had a head coach that said, hey, Todd, let's not do that here. He, But he's got usually a very good game plan on how to attack the quarterback with his blitzes with his ability to play in coverage and do multiple different things. And this is what gives teams the most trouble, is when a defensive front is really pitching, not catching. When a defensive front is pitching, when they're coming after you, and they're being able to run all their kind of blitzes and zone dogs and all that. So this will be a challenge for Bryce Young. He's not, the game's going to move a little faster for Bryce Young than we're used to. We're just automatically saying, okay, he's going to be great. Not so fast. Here's the thing. You have to be careful with pressuring Bryce Young as well because the kid can move. So, yep. and, and one thing to watch if you're watching Florida, correct me if I'm wrong, when they get in the red zone, they have to capitalize. You can't be settling for yep. field goals against Alabama. The no. five of eight in the red zone so far this year, but Bama hasn't allowed a red zone touchdown. Yeah, and I mean, look, this is where I think Richardson makes a big difference. I, I think agree. It's a building. As you mentioned with the hamstring, I think you've got to be able to. And look, if you're Dan Mullen, right? If you're Dan Mullen, you're, 14, you're a home dog, 14 and a half. I mean, people are giving you not a chance to win this game. But you know that you've covered two of the last three. I mean, you can play with this team. Your team's not going to be able. You, you can play with Alabama. You can't get intimidated by the uniform. Although this trend doesn't work in Florida's stead, Alabama seven and zero ATS its last seven regular season conference games. Uh, guess just as a newsflash, Berman's good at cooking and, and Nick Saban's good at coaching. That's a newsflash yes. for you, in case you need to know. He and, doesn't I mean, just look, win; he covers. Right, he covers, and you know, but he's got a younger quarterback now. So let's like see exactly. There's going to be some growing pains. This just isn't automatic. We're not shooting a Hollywood movie here. It's going to take some growing pains. Well, you and me, we kind of are shooting movie here. <laughs> the it, I will say for Mullen because there has been he's he's reinvigorated that program. This couldn't be more massive. I mean, this is such a spot for this Florida program right here. This Florida program now, I'm telling you, folks, if you've never been to Florida, if you this is a this is one of the greatest high school coaching programs in the country. There's talent everywhere. He can throw he can throw a fishing rod out, and he can, is going to catch a bunch of five stars. I mean, it's really remarkable how good it is in Florida. And this program should always be always be a top 10 program, always competing for a national championship, and they should never take a back seat to Alabama. They should be on par with them. Not to score, uh, not to scare Florida backers. They are two and zero on the season, but they failed to cover against South Florida and Florida Atlantic, and they gave up thirty four total points, which doesn't sound like a lot, but again, it's Florida Atlantic and South Florida. So again, just take it for what Be it careful is. Careful with those numbers because I think sometimes they're playing their backups to get them some reps. I think that's ultimately, and I, and I think that's a good policy to have. I really do. Did you say weather? I'm glad you asked going to be okay. right around 88 ish humid but neither team they're, they're not going to be concerned about it they're both from the area right they're both they both practice in humidity here's the thing and, I, and i've said this thomas gable and i talked about it we'll talk about it tomorrow in the nfl game look florida in september not an easy place to play florida in, i mean just ask the green bay packers 
Shay, I like what you did there. But we're going to have Carl Johnson on next. By the way, I'm getting text inundated. Uh, Berman and Gable said there's a story behind the steak guy. We can't tell it on the air. But <laughs> <laughs> What's the spread? Apparently, there's a story when it comes to tri-tips tri there in the Lombardi household. <laughs> Look, he's just laughing. There's Don't no go secrets there. with Berman. There's no, no secrets with Gable, or Gable. and Berman. Yeah, Gable, hey, watch out. Gable's got loose lips, too. Made sink, sink some chips uh, today it. on a college football Saturday. Carl Johnson, Beau Rivage, Mississippi next here. Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. We're going to set you up with another stream of income for just 22 bucks a month. Wait, what? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. VSEN.com slash subscribe. It's 22 bucks a month. You get everything we offer 24 seven streaming. You get the daily best bet emails, which is worth $22 itself. You get the betting splits with the money, the ticket percentages on every single game. It's just $22. So, again, set up yourself some tertiary income through vcin.com slash subscribe. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Well, I know for a fact that there, there's a gin and tonic waiting for our next guest after his shift is done at the Beau Rivage. <laughs> he is Carl Johnson, of course, Beau Rivage, uh, race and sports book director there down in Biloxi, Mississippi. Carl, what's up, buddy? Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, look, I, I got a call foul right off the bat. I mean, Michael Lombardi's got this plate of food in front of him. I'm as hungry as a gunshot wolf over here, and that's the first thing that I look at. This wait, 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 Michael. A wait, hold on, Michael. Wolf? Explain to me what gunshot before. wolf means before we get back to Carl. Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> I don't know what God, I'm learning. I love it. I love it. There's nothing like the South and their analogies. I love it. I mean, you know, this is perfect. Carl, you're welcome anytime, my man. Just come on up. You know, we'll, we'll even have regular, we'll have, we won't even have that IPA stuff for you. We'll have really straight beer. You could drink it right there in the backyard. Enjoy us. We would love it. I, I tell you what, I'd love it also. We're ready to go today. <laughs> Carl, Carl, I got a homework assignment for you. For next week, we have a new segment, What's the Spread? We want to know what you're eating next week. So at some point this week, take a picture of your meal, send it over to us, and we're going to post it. Okay, let's start. South Carolina, Georgia, in Athens. I'm a Gamecock. This number is long. It's big. 31 right now. Where are you, Carl, with Georgia hosting the Gamecocks? Uh, yeah, we, uh, 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 Georgia right now, we're at, uh, yeah, 31 and a half and looks like 47. So they're expecting How about that? a lopsided team here. Yeah. Hate to I see mean, it, Michael. I know, but uh, my question to you, Carl, do you think South Carolina's going to score? <laughs> no, I don't think they're going to cross the 50. Stop, I mean, they, they ran the ball. They, they ran the ball I mean, nine times against East Carolina for a hundred yards. I mean, they're, they're not going to cross the 50. I don't think. Well, they must be getting running advice from Jason. Coach Garrett, excuse me. They must be getting running advice on how to game plan a run game from Jason Garrett. But I, I'm with you. Like, how do you not take the 31 in this game? I, I, don't, I don't think that, that, that South Carolina is going to score, even maybe if they get a touchdown. So, you know, 40 to 7, you're still going to cover that. Like, that I'm, a, I'm thinking this line's a little light. Oh, gosh, that hurts. I, I agree. All right, Carl. So we slow rolled it a little bit. I did Alabama, Florida. We like to see regionally where these numbers are. We have it here in town in Vegas. 
with Alabama in the swamp lane, 14 and a half. Where are you at the Beau Rivage? Yeah, well, right now we're still at 14 and a half and 60. I mean, this this game, uh, we opened this game at 15 and a half. Uh, so right now it's, it's at 14 and a half and 60. Is the Beau Rivage, is it, is it all, is it Louisiana? Is it Alabama fans all, but what do you, are you kind of a cross section of the Southeast conference in your, in your place? Yeah. So, I mean, just geographically where we sit, we're right in the middle of everything. So uh, it's loud in there today. Um, uh, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fans on, on throughout the SEC, but in particular, uh, we got a lot of Bama people here today and a lot of Florida people here. Yeah, I mean, my sense of this is, is uh, I mean, Florida's done a good job of covering two out of the last three. They're playing at home. You know, Bryce Young hasn't ever had this moment. It, you know, I'm not saying it's too big for him because I don't think it is, but this is going to be, and I'm surprised there hasn't been more of an uptick to the over because I think they're going to be able to move the ball, Florida. I agree. I like the over in this one. You know, both these teams, you know, they they pretty much had easy victories last week. They looked like they called the dogs out. Uh, off in the second half, uh, you know, just trying to save some injury. Uh, uh, I, you know, we're going to see what kind of uh, Bama defense they have today, I believe. Uh, you know, a little sporadic Florida quarterback play, but uh, uh, this, this ought to be a good one. But you know what? I mean, this is the SEC. I mean, that's a lot of points between these two teams. Really, it, it, it never matters how good or bad each one of them are. When they play each other, it's usually a pretty good game. The legend, Carl yeah. Johnson, joins us here, supervisor at the Beau Rivage Sportsbook. Make sure you stop by, get a selfie with the legend that is Carl. Now, you speaking of the SEC, headed up to Big Ten country, Auburn, Penn State. Where are you at with this number here, Carl? Uh, let's see, Auburn, Penn State, we're at five. Uh, Auburn getting five. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, um, I, I'm going to, I'm well, I have already. I'm going to play a little Auburn money line at plus $1.70. I like them to win the game. Wow. Do you really? And what gives you that? You feel like Bo Nix is ready to take his passing game on the road with Brian Hansen's new offense? Because I don't think we've really seen the Auburn offense yet. I don't think I think Penn State's at a slight disadvantage here because they really have. I mean, Auburn's played two games against my my beloved Akron and Alabama A and M, and I, I don't know if they've really had to, had to show much of what they're capable of doing in the passing game. And there's no tape. They got to watch Boise State tape to really get this understood. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, 62 nothing last week. You know, two practice games basically uh, before they run into Penn State. Uh, Penn, you know, Penn State's a much better uh, team than what they've been playing here. But, uh, you know, it's just something about the – and I don't know if I'm a homer on this or not, but it's just something about these SEC boys playing these schools like Penn State, Notre Dame. I, I just – I'm going with the SEC here. Now, Michael, we were talking about Central Michigan – you know, LSU, oh, better, LSU him, better be careful here, right? Go ahead, Michael. I was going to ask him if Carl, you got your seatbelt on? Or are you just taking all this LSU money in, or are you just going to give Central Michigan a little bit of love here today, or is it all LSU money? Yeah, no, it's going to be all LSU money today. I think uh, you know you're going to make a fortune. By the way, last week that under was gold. I mean, gold. That was a tip. No, you don't have to pat yourself on the back. We'll pat yourself. That was the greatest tip we've had on the Lombardi line in three years. I mean, it was everybody ran to that window yesterday. I mean, there were people that was like the subway trying to get out of Yankee Stadium. I mean, everybody was on that train. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, they they come. You know, a blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and then. Uh, but uh, they, you know, they they come around every now and then. But uh, yeah, thirty-four to seven last week. They did not cover, uh, but they did put him on the ground eight times, which I was surprised. Uh, but uh, I, I look for LSU to, to to roll today. I mean, at least they better. Hey, by the way, I don't well, think I don't think many would be surprised, Michael, that Carl Johnson's Twitter handle is Jick Jack Johnson. <laughs> what, that's right. what does that mean? What is that, Carl? I got to well, follow. you know, so so I'm uh, you know I'm a golf. I used to be a golf professional, and uh, I used to set up extremely wide. You know, I'm a right-handed player. I used to set up extremely wide left. And a guy looked at me one day and he goes, "What kind of Jick Jack stance is that?" <laughs> so I. I it's just stuck with me. I got a rhyme about it. I can't tell you it on the air, but when you, I'll get off the air, if you want me to tell you a rhyme about that, I'll get it. <laughs> I can only Carl, imagine. I can only imagine. Carl, let, what is your line for Central Michigan? I mean, I've talked to a bunch of people. I mean, Jim McElwain's team's pretty confident going in there. They think this is not going to be a pushover page type game. What's your line on this one? Yeah, no, uh, right now it's, uh, we're at uh, 19 and a half and 61. Now, we opened wow, at 20 and a half, so... There's some ships, a little sharp play hit hit it early uh, at, at plus 20 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Least surprising nugget of the weekend. Carl Johnson used to be a golf pro. Of course you did. Yeah, now, I did. Carl, when you get off, when you get done with work, because you mentioned last week, you're not allowed to drink during work, which is a bummer. Do you drink the gin just straight or do you mix it with something? No, I like a little gin and tonic, a little gin and orange juice sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Never straight. No, I only drink moonshine straight. Well, that goes without saying, Carl. Come on. Let's of course be fair. you do. Carl, <laughs> Carl, let's talk about, let's go. I know this is out of your jurisdiction, but tell me about where are you on BYU, Arizona State, and UCLA playing Fresno State? Are you getting any play in the book on those two games? Uh, let's see it. U- UCLA, Fresno State, we're at 11. Um, and, and look, so, uh, you know, I've been thinking about UCLA a little bit. I, you know, when they played LSU a few weeks ago, I, I think they're a pretty good football team. I think they're, they're underrated, really. I, I, think they're, I think this is one of the better bets on the board. I like UCLA to just destroy Fresno State today. Uh, what wow. was that other game you asked me about? Uh, BYU-Arizona State. Uh, let's see, BYU, Arizona State. That's coming up tonight. That's going to be a whiteout, Carl. That's a good game. Yeah, I don't, uh, let's see, I don't know if I have them marked on my sheet here. Uh, oh, yeah, I got them. Uh, so Arizona State minus three and a half right now. Wow, hey, that, that line, you know? a lot of books, it's, yeah, there, it's three and a half at, at our spot, too. And take a yeah. bow, Carl. And you mentioned the under with LSU last week, but how about the cover? McNeese State and Ed Ogeron's son starting at quarterback. You called it as far as the cover there as well. So, Carl Johnson, enjoy that gin. Next week, we're going to see you because we're going to have the Skype set up so we can actually see the legend that is Carl Johnson. We're trying. You know, it's got duct tape on it right now. You know, that's how we're going to get duct tape off of it. Hit him straight, Carl. Hit him straight, Hit him straight today. And enjoy the the moonshine and the gin. Carl Johnson, Thank Beau you. Ravage, Thank he runs the book there. <laughs> well, he's, he's suddenly, he's going to be. I mean, he's a cartoon character. He's well, a cartoon character. He just I said mean, nonchalantly he's... he's a golf pro. Of course you are, Carl Johnson. Yeah, I, of course you are. Yeah, Josh I Applebaum next. We'll set it up for the day here. Week three, college football, Lombardi line.
listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, free money alert, BetMGM. I love this. You bet a dollar, you win 100. Damn, king of sportsbooks. BetMGM.com. Download the BetMGM app. It's pretty simple. Anybody scores a, touch, a touchdown today, my chances of that happening pretty good, probability high. Uh, you win $100 in free bets. Only at BetMGM. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Terms and conditions. BetMGM.com. Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Stephen Bond. Michael Lombardi's boy, James Bond, new producer. Matt Santos is here as well. Happy birthday, 33rd birthday for our producer, Matt. DJ Jeff hasn't slept. Uh, again, Michael, as we say hi to Josh Applebaum, credit to Josh, Market Insights, vcin.com slash podcast. Look at Josh. <laughs> Josh, you cracked me up. So yesterday, <laughs> congratulations. Contrarian, you go the dogs, an outright winner for Louisville, not Louisville, at home. And then, as Michael said, Illinois should have won that game straight up on the field. They were catching seven in that one, six and a half-ish. Uh, and uh, Talia and Maryland wins, but a cover for Illinois. Yeah, Patrick, Michael, great to be with you. Michael, by the way, save me some of those steak tips and some of that pizza. You're looking pretty good over there. But, yeah. uh, guys, this is kind of <laughs> what I'm looking at. You know, when, when we bet on dogs and why the reason why I thought those value dogs last night, uh, even though they both cash, you know, even if they didn't, those are the type of spots I like to look for. These primetime games, heavily bet, super lopsided. You know, when Illinois, uh, you know, covers that thing, they probably should have won. You know, you see that pick six from Louisville, uh, get to that, that crazy win there late. But the whole point there, guys, is these primetime games when everyone is loading up on the favorite, uh, again, we're in a, a golden age of betting right now where it's getting legalized everywhere, which I think is going to hopefully knock on wood benefit going contrarian. There's more public to bet against. There's more bias in the market. So those kind of standalone games where everyone's loading up one side, I like to be on that dog, those gross dogs, those hazmat dogs, the ones that we always joke about. To me, they have the most value. So both of those plus sevens come through for you. Now today, guys, here's the difference. And this is what someone told me a long time ago when I first got into sports betting. There's a great quote from Mark Cuban, uh, pigs get fat. Hogs get slaughtered. You kind of think about dogs a little bit. When they're gross, when no one wants to touch them, that's when they have the most value. When they become very, very trendy and popular, that's when they lose a lot of their value. So I think that's a theme today, guys, betting against some of these trendy dogs, going with these contrarian favorites. You rarely get favorites, you know, getting less than 30% of the tickets. It's a very rare situation. And that's as a, as a better who loves to bet dogs, that's when I get excited about betting favorites here. So, Michael, I'll throw the first one at you. And you guys mentioned it a little bit uh, before, but Michigan State. And Michigan State is one of the trendiest dogs today, guys. You look at them, they're 2-0. Um, you know, they, they uh, basically they beat Northwestern 38-21. They beat Youngstown 42-14. They're looking good. They're crushing their opponents. Maybe not the strongest opponents, but uh, the numbers, the stats say, wow, how can this line be? You know, Miami, Florida laying 6.5. You look at Miami, again, I think people are uh, a little wary of, of laying the points with them because they barely beat App State last week. 25-23, seven-and-a-half-point dog. They win by two. They don't cover. So you have kind of that bias here. And I'm seeing across the board, guys, three out of four bets on Michigan State. You rarely see a dog that popular. So, guys, I'm looking at laying it with Miami, Florida. I think Wes Reynolds uh, is really on the right track here because a lot of these books, you know, they open around six. They're up to six and a half. I think we may see at this 12 o'clock game here an hour and, you know, 10 minutes away, does it creep up to seven? It's kind of trending in that direction. Uh, it's one of the most heavily bet games of the day. Everyone's loading up on Michigan State. Yet kind of a reverse line move here to Miami. So what do you think, Michael? Uh, anytime you see a dog that popular, to me, it's like, I don't want any part of it. Give me the contrarian favorite. What do you think? Can Miami, Florida win by seven or more here? Well, I, I think this, Josh, I, I think South Florida is a hard place to play in September. And I really think, I think tomorrow, 
Uh, I know Miami's uh, underdog three and a half. I think it's certainly an attractive play. Everybody's going to think Buffalo is going to be just, you know, get right. It's get fixed. But I'm just telling you, I've seen this too many times. I was talking to Thomas Gable about it. You go into South Florida from the Northeast or from the Midwest, and you try to play down there, and you start out the game pretty well. But by the fourth quarter, you're running in quicksand. And I think that's got to give Miami a huge advantage. Plus, I like De'Ara King. I think they're going to get their self turned around. You know, it's a really challenging job for a head coach to get his team back on track after a humiliating loss to Alabama. I mean, they got whooped. There's no denying it, right? They got whooped. They didn't play well. And they found a way to win against Appalachian State, which everybody thinks is a bad win. I thought it was a good win for Miami. I mean, that was a hard place to go. It was a hard game to play, and they found a way to win it. I think they'll play well today. I like King. I'm not sold how good Michigan State is right now. I agree with you. A text from the biggest Spartan fan I know, De'Eric King against the secondary, yikes. And Michigan State, they've rushed for 300 yards per game against, of course, Northwestern and Youngstown State. This front seven of Miami is a different beast, Michael. Yeah, I mean, how good is Northwestern? We don't, I mean, that's the thing. That's the hard part about college football, which I think we miss. Fans look at the record, 2-0, and and they don't look at the opponent. You know, the NFL is a different, different because we know in the NFL there's five or six plays that determine a game. Atlanta, Philadelphia, horrible game. Everybody's on Philly because they just destroyed Atlanta. You go back and watch the tape. That's a little closer game in the first half than you think it is. And Scott Novak made it closer with his penalty calls. So that, that game could have shifted easily. In college, it's way different. The level of comp is so dramatically different. How good is Northwestern? You know, is that a stellar win for, for Michigan State? I'm not sure. You know, and so I think you have to play that into effect. Yeah, I think this Michigan State defense is beatable. Remember, Miami, they returned 10 starters this year on offense. They averaged 34 points per last year, only 19 through weeks one and two. I think they'll get going here against Michigan State. Miami laying the six and a half. Josh, you mentioned you get excited when you see dogs. We like when you're excited. Go ahead. Give us the next one. Yes, here's another one, Patrick. Here's the distinction. I like the gross dogs. I don't like the popular ones. Here's another. He likes the Coke machine dogs. He likes Coke machine dogs. Coke machine, that exactly, Michael. Give me Pepsi, Fanta, Orange Crush, whatever I can get here. But uh, West Virginia, let me throw this one at you guys. One of my favorite systems in college sports, in college football, same as uh, college basketball, is when you have an unranked favorite versus a ranked team. I think the public, it's just their heads are spinning and what's going on here. Virginia Tech, West Virginia, guys. Look at Virginia Tech. They're 2-0. They're ranked 15th. They're 2-0 ATS. They beat UNC, upset them to, to uh, start the season, 17-10, five-and-a-half-point dog. Uh, beat MTSU, cover the 20. So anyone who's been betting Virginia Tech has been winning and covering and making money. You look at West Virginia, they're 1-1. One one. They lose to Maryland in their opener. They were a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They end up losing by six. They beat LIU, 66-0, but they were minus 50 in that game. But here's the thing, guys. This is another trendy dog. Just like everyone loading up on Michigan State, everyone's saying, give me Virginia Tech all day because they're ranked 15th and West Virginia isn't ranked. But here's the thing. Why did West Virginia open as a favorite? A lot of these shops are minus two and a half. You know, some dipped to two. You know, Cotton got up to three at one point. It's been bouncing around a little bit. But don't lose the forest amongst the trees on this one, guys. If everyone is betting Virginia Tech and the odds makers open this line with West Virginia favored, even though they're unranked and Virginia Tech is ranked, this is one of those looks too good to be true, almost always is, kind of a gambler's fallacy. Everyone's saying, you're giving me a ranked team getting points? I'll take that all day. But yet, Virginia Tech has remained this home favorite. So, Michael, I'm looking at laying the points here with West Virginia. You know, if you're worried about maybe a close game, maybe a money line, minus 140. But what do you think, Michael? It looks too good to be true with a 15-ranked team getting points. I like West Virginia. Take me home country roads, guys. 
Well, I think I think Morgantown's a tough place to play. I think there's no doubt about that. Now, Maryland won in there, but I think it's a tough place to play, and I, and I think that that's really the, the, the reason this line is in favor of West Virginia. And look, Braxton Burmeister, the quarterback for Virginia Tech, he can't turn this ball over today. I mean, that's going to be the key. Yep. Neil Brown, the, the head coach of, of West Virginia, that's what they got to pride themselves on, creating some opportunities for their offense. But I think, to me, if you're at Virginia Tech, you know this is a tough spot to go into. This is a hard place to play, and this is a hard opponent to play. And I think that Brown will have his team ready to go. And, I, I, you know, there's a reason they're favorite. There is a reason they're favorite in this game in the power rankings. Yeah, West Virginia is the play here. Remember, Michael, they went to College Park and lost by six. They had four giveaways in that game. It was misleading. They only lost by six and four giveaways against Maryland. So West Virginia, I think West Virginia, a good run D. I think this is going to be a defensive battle. You see the total sitting at 50. Josh, got time for one more. What do you got? One more here, guys. A lot of attention here on USC, obviously, because they just uh, they just fired Clay Helton here, which, by the way, Michael, he went 46 and 24, 657 win percentage, yet he gets fired. That's kind of uh, perplexing to me. But uh, what I'm looking at here, guys, everyone's been USC. It's kind of that fallen hero theory. We see it a lot in the NFL when a coach gets fired. Uh, it, it riles up the team. You know, win one for the Gipper, you know, win one for the new head coach who will be an interim coach, Dante Williams, here today. He's only 39 years old, cornerbacks coach, could have a bright future. Here's the thing, guys. Uh, everyone betting USC saying they got to bounce back, win it for Clay, and kind of maybe exercise the demons and get back on track. But even though you're getting about two thirds of bets on USC, guys, a lot of these books open. You know, USC minus eight and a half on the road. I even saw openers of like nine, nine and a half. I even saw a ten. So this was kind of a high number here to USC laying it. And even though they're the popular play, they got to win and bounce back without Helton anymore. The lines fall into seven and a half pretty much across the board. So I'll be looking at a spot here on, on Wazoo. You know, again, line movement in their favor, super contrarian. Also, one thing I like is these conference dogs at home, less than 10 points with a line move in their favor. They're around 53, 54% ATS historically. Uh, also keep an eye on a windy under here, guys. It's 63 and a half with a total. It's down to 62. You're going to have about 15 miles an hour wind here. But Michael, what do you think? What do you expect out of this interim coach? Does USC roll or do they trip up here? Maybe, uh, maybe Washington State covers this number. I mean, you could get me on two of the three, but, you know, Jared Guantano, the kid from Tennessee, you're not going to get me down this road. You're just not going to do it, Josh. I got, I watched the games. I mean, I watched him play at Tennessee. It's so inconsistent, and I'm not sure this Washington State program is all that's right. Rolovich has kind of got a little bit of a, you know, vaccination, no vaccination. Where are they defensively? I don't know. This one, this one you can't twist my arm on. Most importantly, Josh Applebaum, nice haircut. Appreciate it. I was wondering if anyone noticed. Yeah, I got looking good for you guys. High and tight, bro. High and tight. Keep it going. We'll see you in the next hour. Coming up next, way Appreciate too early. It. Heisman odds. Plus, Notre Dame, can they get right against the boys?